Welcome back to the final episode of our Celtic Christian practices that are accompanying our discipleship sermon series at Anniston First United Methodist Church. This past Sunday, we had the final sermon, the sixth sermon, as we looked at the role of the pastor and of discipleship or Christian growth in the life of the believer. We said that the pastor is not the only one who is in ministry. We are all in ministry together. We are called to be a team that works together. The pastor may be the team captain, but not the only person who is involved in trying to play the game and win the contest and um, be rewarded for a job well done. So today I want to talk about the Christian practice of soul friendship and the Celtic Christian saint, St. Kevin. There, Another word for soul friendship or a soul friend is Anamkara. Um, this is a person that you are very close to, a person that you trust and can be open with. There's a long tradition that goes all the way back to scripture of the older women teaching the younger women and the older men teaching the younger men. In the Celtic Christian tradition, there's a long history of younger people seeking out the more mature monks and sisters um, for their spiritual maturity. So they go to their spiritual elders to get the wisdom that they have gained and to learn from them. In other words, we help one another grow and stay on the path of discipleship. St. Patrick is probably the most famous of the Celtic saints. And then St. Bridget is among the second. Um, She's a female saint. And together with St. Columbo that we've already talked about, they are the three patron saints of Ireland, which is kind of the center of Celtic Christianity. But both St. Patrick and St. Bridget speak of how important, how vital it was in their lives for someone to be their soul friend, their Anamkara, um, to help them, to mentor them, to walk along beside them. In fact, St. Bridget said, go forth and eat nothing until you have found a soul friend. For anyone without a soul friend is like a body without a head, like the water of a polluted lake, good for neither drinking nor washing. Everyone in the Celtic tradition, both lay people and clergy, are expected to have mentors, a companion for their soul's journey, becoming more like Christ. An Anamkara is the one to whom you could reveal the hidden treasures of your heart. This is the person with whom you can share your hopes and dreams, the things you're afraid other people will laugh at you for wanting to do or daring to hope or dream for. This is also the person that you can confess your deepest challenges, um, the person that you can show all the dark corners of the closet that you wish no one would ever see. Um, And it helps us deal with the things that we struggle with and empowers us to accomplish the goals that Jesus has for us. It is a form of mutual respect of genuine warmth and of intimacy. So in an Anamkara, in a soul friendship, both are getting something out of it as well. Age and gender make no difference whatsoever in finding an Anamkara. Um, 
it has to do with spiritual maturity. Spiritual maturity alone is the key factor in finding someone to be your Anamkara or finding someone to whom you want to be their Anamkara. Um, You could be in a church for 40, 50, 60, 70 years and never grow as a disciple of Christ. You can also have been a Christian a relatively short amount of time, and because you have been intentional about your discipleship, or perhaps because you've gone through some stormy days, you have had to lean on your faith to a greater degree, and so your spiritual maturity may outpace those of people who have been a Christian and been in the community of faith much longer. You can engage a spiritual director to help you do this. This is a person whose vocation is helping you grow as a Christian. And those are very beneficial. I have a spiritual director. My own spiritual director is retiring soon. And so I'm in the process of locating and uh, developing a new relationship with someone to be my spiritual director. But we also need friends, people for whom it isn't their job, but we just are connected We help one another along this way. Um, And I believe that the Holy Spirit will help you identify this person, will bring them along your path. If you haven't found them or you want to supplement that, get you a spiritual director until you develop this. But we can point one another in the direction of spiritual maturity. We all need someone who loves us enough to challenge us to become the fullest expression of who God created us to be. Jesus redeemed us and the Holy Spirit empowers us to be and to become this person. We have a number of examples of this in Scripture. David and Jonathan were very close with one another. They were soul friends, bonded in a way that we don't see most male friends come to be bonded. We also have Barnabas. Barnabas is an incredible encourager in the New Testament. He becomes a soul friend to John Mark, as well as to Paul. They become very close. As a matter of fact, the great apostle to the Gentiles, Paul, might not have even been in ministry if Barnabas had not sought him out, if he had not made a way for him among the disciples because he had been a persecutor of the church. Poor John Mark um, engaged on a missionary trip with Paul and Barnabas before he was spiritually ready to do so. And when the going got hard, he went home and Paul never really wanted to forgive him for that. Barnabas, however, was his sole friend and encouraged him and challenged him and helped him continue to see what God had for him. We see Paul doing this for Timothy and Titus as a mentor to younger pastors in what we call the pastoral epistles. We're not 100% certain that Paul is the author of these, but we believe he may be. But the one I want to point you to is Ruth and Naomi. Ruth and Naomi have this incredible journey as mother-in-law and daughter-in-law. And when Naomi's husband dies and then her sons die, one of whom is Ruth's husband, Ruth, who was a foreigner, she was a Moabite, could have gone home to her family, but she didn't. She says to Ruth, no, we are in this together and we're going to journey with one another. I want you to hear some of those verses 
out of Ruth chapter 1. Find the scripture. Ruth chapter 1, verses 16 through 18. Ruth said, Do not press me to leave you or to turn back from following you. Where you go, I will go. Where you lodge, I will lodge. Your people shall be my people and your God, my God. Where you die, I will die and there I will be buried. May the Lord do thus and so to me and more as well, if even death parts me from you. When Naomi saw that she was determined to go with her, she said no more. So they made a journey together, going back to Israel, um, going back to Naomi's home uh, country and city and making a new life together. What a soul friend will help us do is discern the path that God wants us to walk. That's what Ruth and Naomi did for one another. Ruth helped Naomi affirm that she was supposed to go back to her home country. Naomi later helps Ruth affirm that she's supposed to marry Boaz and make a new life. When we try to discern alone, when we think it's enough for it just to be us and God, we very often tend to lean toward our own inclinations. This gives into the human tendency to recreate God in our image instead of being recreated in God's. God tends to like all the same things that we like and tends to agree with us about all the things that we should or shouldn't do. And a soul friend, an Anamkara, will help us see that, are, are you just asking God to bless what you want to do? Are you really listening to what God is wanting you to do? Sometimes we can have a whole community of voices in our very own head. We can't discern between the voices. I've had this experience myself of seeing multiple paths ahead of me and trying to decide which one God would have me take. And I just couldn't decide. I couldn't figure out which one was the path that God wanted me to walk. I fully believe that God could have used any of them to help me grow and to help me make a difference in the world. But I also felt like one of those would be closest to following God's perfect will for me. And it was an Anamkara. It was a soul friend who helped me discern what that is. They help us um, wade through all the opinions and discover what is most faithful. Um, All those voices can create anxiety for us and lead us to paralysis, an inability to make a decision. And a soul friend can help us move forward. We can also over-identify with one of the voices that we hear in our head. We can feel confined, like this is what we have to do. This is what I have to be. This is the hand that life has dealt me. This is who I am because of my personality or my gender or my socioeconomic status. And a good soul friend can help us see beyond those confines, how to get out of the box and become all that God wants us to do. We're called to make room for all the voices. And then with that soul friend, to release our fear, to see all of the options and to choose the God choice for us. A soul friend calls us on our blindness as well as on our fear. And he or she names our anxiety 
and our delusions. It calls out our selfishness and our self-centeredness. And we all need someone who loves us enough to do just that. But you also don't just need a soul friend. You need to be a soul friend for someone else. You need to be someone brave enough to love someone enough to tell them the truth. We call it telling the truth in love. It's not being hard. It's not being mean. But it is genuinely loving them and wanting the best that God has for them. It's part of the ministry that we're called to as believers in Jesus Christ, not just those of us who are called to full-time vocational ministry, but I believe every single believer should have a mentor, an Anamkara or a soul friend, and every one of us should be being one to someone who is not quite as far along on the journey as we are. There is a, a Celtic Christian saint called Saint Kevin. He was the sole friend to many, but he went away to pray, to try to become more Christ-like, to try to discern how he could do even more for the kingdom. And he prayed regularly in a little hut um, alone in the forest. And it is said that he prayed with his arms outstretched. And the little hut in which he prayed was so small that one of his arms extended out one of the windows. And the story is told that one day while he was praying with his outstretched arms, a bird came and alit in the palm of his hand and began to build a nest there. And he began to realize what was happening and realized that he would be unable to move his arm until the bird had made her nest laid her eggs, nurtured those eggs to hatch, and then raised the hatchlings until they were ready to fly from the nest. And so he committed that he would be a soul friend to this bird, and he would be there for the bird. And so he, it is said that he kept his arm outstretched for all of that time, and his soul friends brought him food and sustenance and drink during that time so that he could do that. So he is our example of both being and having soul friends who care for us. It's often uncomfortable both to have a soul friend and to be one, but it's an important thing for us to do. So how does soul friendship differ from other forms of friendship? Well, sometimes our friends simply affirm us. Um, We do what's comfortable and all too often in, soul, in friendship, it's about what we get. If we don't feel we're getting enough out of the friendship, we may back away from it. In friendship, it's about what we receive. But in Anamkara, in soul friendship, it's about what we give, about what we give to others. It's one way that we can be in ministry and grow as disciples. So I want you to be looking for a soul friend and looking to be one as well. Thank you for joining me on this journey of some Celtic Christian practices that might help you grow as a disciple. If you have enjoyed this journey, I want to recommend to you The Soul's Slow Ripening, a book by Christine Walter Painters. Um, it's 12 Celtic practices for seeking the sacred 
and for growing. All of the practices and of the saints that we have used for this series of discipleship have come out of this book. There are some other resources if you are interested in Celtic Christian practices that I would recommend to you. One of those is The Wisdom of the Celtic Saints by E.C. Selner, Celtic Christianity by Timothy Joyce, Following the Celtic Way by Ian Bradley, Discovering Celtic Christianity by Bruce Reed Pullen, all of Christine Walter Paintner's books, as well as anything that is published and released by the Northumbria community. Um, may the blessings of Father, Son, and Holy Spirit be with you. Amen.